Hi, everyone, and a very warm welcome to the next edition of the Vet Method podcast, where we bring team training concepts to independent veterinary practice owners who want to grow revenues through a high performance team. My name is Sanjay Mangabai, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Dr. Quincy Hawley. Hi, Quincy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So, whereabouts are you talking to me from today? So I am in North Carolina, uh, I'm in the United States, and uh, I'm in a military town called uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Yep. Yeah, fantastic. Hopefully the weather's a bit better than we're experiencing in the UK. Oh, we've got fantastic weather here. <laughs> I don't want to hear that at the moment. <laughs> so what's the time over there now? So it is 10 o'clock or 10.08 to be exact. Yep, okay. in the morning, 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. Fantastic, we've just gone past 3 p.m. here. Okay, so a little bit about, about Quincy. Dr. Quincy Hawley is a 200, uh, 2013 graduate from North Carolina State University College of Veterinary Medicine and has been a small animal in small animal practice since graduating. After overcoming his own bout of veterinary burnout, he created the Get Motivated Veterinary Wellbeing Solutions to help all members of the veterinary community to enjoy life and veterinary medicine instead of enduring it, enduring through them. Wow, Quincy, you know, that's precisely what the veterinary industry kind of needs right now. You know, an ability to enjoy life and a veterinary career the way that we probably had a vision for it when we started. Um, I wish I could have spoken to you. I've been a vet for 32 years and, uh, you know, I'm, I, a lot of the symptoms that um, you have, you know, I've looked at your website that you talk about. Um, I think I've been through the vast majority of those, to be fair. So, you know, at the moment, I think there certainly seems to be a mismatch between aspirations and reality. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. Fantastic. So the title of the podcast is The Basics of a Burnout-Free Vet Team. And I'm really excited to talk about this topic for the next few minutes. All right, Quincy, our time starts now. All right. <laughs> so question number one, who is your ideal client? Yeah, so our ideal client is it's going to be veterinary organizations and hospitals who are ready to make the change towards well-being from a culture that lacks well-being, that from, from a culture that's burnt out, maybe stressed out and overwhelmed, mm -hmm. to a culture where the team is excited to, to come to work, where they want to remain in the veterinary profession and to remain a part of that veterinary organization or team because their well-being is being maintained both personally and professionally. And our, so we, we, we have two ideal clients. So veterinary organizations from like mm -hmm. a business to business perspective. And then from a business to consumer perspective, we, we also work with individuals who are just ready to really enjoy life in veterinary medicine as they were meant to be. Fantastic. So it's basically people, organizations who maybe recognize that this is something that they need to pay attention to. Yeah. A absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and maybe prevent problems and also if people are experiencing any of these sort of issues, then they would also be your ideal clients right now, you know, to reach out and uh, hopefully get some help. That, that's right. That's right. So we work with a lot of practice managers and veterinary owners, as well as individual veterinary professionals, the veterinarians, technicians, receptionists, um, right. practice managers, anyone on in the vet and veterinary students and pre-veterinary students as well. So. 
Perfect. That leads us nicely onto question number two. What's the biggest problem you solve for your clients? Right. So oftentimes people understand that veterinary medicine can be challenging. It can be stressful. And they oftentimes understand that there is something that they should be doing. The problem that we, we help people with is we help them uh, develop strategies and learn tactics and strategies and find resources that will help them to cope with the challenges of life and of veterinary medicine so that they can remain veterinary professionals and enjoy their lives as humans and as, as veterinary professionals. And that's, that's one thing that it's not necessarily cut and dry and straightforward. Oftentimes mm -hmm. people think that there's a one thing, and I think we'll get into this on the next question, but um, where, where they think there's a one thing that they need to do in order to have well-being, whether it's exercise or eat more grilled chicken salads, things like that. Mm -hmm. We help people to have a comprehensive and effective strategy and also really effective tools to, okay, to, so, to achieve that. So one of, the, one of the problems what I'm hearing is that people just don't have a strategy. They haven't thought about it. They have these problems, but they don't have any coping coping mechanisms to deal with what with what they're going through. Right, and if you can imagine eating a steak, for example, mm -hmm. right? So there's a strategy that's involved, and there are tools that are involved with eating a steak. Okay, so if I give someone a, a, a steak knife and a fork, mm -hmm. right? They got the tools to eat the steak, but if they put it on their lap and try to cut it. Maybe they cut themselves, right? Yeah. Maybe they can't get a good chunk of steak available because they lack the strategy. And I think in yeah. veterinary medicine, we talk way too much about the, the tools and the tactics, but not about the strategy. And that's one thing that get motivated us differently. Yeah, exactly. And it's not something that is covered in the curriculums of universities and colleges. They're very technical, you know, and um, Maybe they're starting to do that now. Maybe you're visiting uh, colleges and, and giving talks and trying to get people to, um, to talk about these strategies. When people come across them, they know how to cope with them. Okay, great. So question number three, what are the typical symptoms that people experience with the problem? Right, so the, these symptoms are gonna be sort of atypical. <laughs> As veterinary professionals, we think about, you know, is the dog itching? <laughs> is it yeah. coughing? Is it having diarrhea? It's the symptoms. Mm -hmm. But as it relates to well-being, if there's a lack of well-being, then oftentimes we see things like the lack of recommending the profession to people who want to come into the profession, right? Okay. Um, we've seen even surveys that show that veterinarians aren't recommending veterinary medicine to, to people who want to be veterinary professionals. We see mm -hmm. emotional and mental exhaustion, stress, overwhelm, even problems outside of veterinary medicine. And so maybe you're having uh, relationship problems because you're so stressed out at work and you, you know, use up all of your energy, your mental energy at work. And you come home and you're yelling at the kids and you're yelling at your significant yeah. other and yeah. yelling at the dog and things of that nature. Um, we see bitterness, bitterness. So being bitter about uh, just the clients and even some of the cases and the coworkers and mm -hmm. maybe, maybe the organization that you work for. And um, also, I think one of the biggest symptoms is thinking that there is a one thing, either that more vacation that I need or more money that I need or more days off or more clients or a bigger house or another dog or more achievements and degrees and accolades. We see this chasing that carrot on the end of the st stick like we're a donkey almost trying to 
chase after well-being. And I think that's a typical uh, symptom that I see from individuals who, who lack well-being. Absolutely. So what I'm hearing is that it's, you know, there's some subtle symptoms like just not recommending the profession to other people when you'd think that most vets you know uh, have decided from childhood that that's what they wanted to do they love the job love animals that kind of thing yes. but that changes and they say oh you know to um, discouraging people to join the profession to the very obvious frustrations that people feel irritability anger um, I guess there's this thing called compassion fatigue as well if nobody teaches people how to deal with that and they just become disillusioned with, you know, with the whole thing, why they became a vet with the purpose um, of why they originally sort of entered that field, I would imagine. Yeah, so a wide range of symptoms. Okay, um, okay, thank you for that. Question four, what are the common mistakes people make when trying to solve the problems? So, yes, I'm really gonna focus in on the, on the, on the team aspect here. Mm -hmm. Um, so oftentimes, one thing that we see, since we work with hospitals and hospital leaders, mm -hmm. we see the, the teams resorting to things like team building exercises, mm -hmm. okay? And I know that sounds counterintuitive, yeah. like, you know, the team building exercises have been a great thing. But if the team building exercise is a check the box type of solution or strategy to well-being let's do one team building exercise for the entire year or maybe yeah. you know every other year it's just not enough oftentimes we have new team members coming in and things of that nature so we see singular one-off types of events that that are trying trying to fix a cultural and uh, a, a culture problem of, of, of the entire organization mm -hmm. and it just doesn't work there needs to be the focus on personal and professional development of the individuals of that ah. team. We can't have, you know, a bunch of individuals who are operating at 20% capacity and think that, that we can put them in a team and have them now operating at 100% capacity. You have dysfunctional people <laughs> trying to fix function as a team. It just doesn't work that way. And then the, the last th thing or mistake that I see is that we're using bandages instead of addressing the underlying causes mm -hmm. and the underlying cause to me is not investing time money and energy into having a culture and a life of well-being and that's whether you're looking at the individual or looking at the organizational and mm -hmm. so if, if leadership doesn't focus i know you own some hospitals and you care mm -hmm. about mental health and well-being and so you you for example would be on the right track right? You mm -hmm. get it, you, you, you prioritize it, you value it. That's where it has to start. It has to start with the leadership and then it'll sort of somewhat trickle down into uh, the rest of the team. And eventually through perseverance and persistence with this, it becomes the, the culture and, and the way of life of that organization. And we see this all the time. Okay. So, so some of the common mistakes people make are they find a solution team building and it's a, a tick box exercise and they hope it solves the solution but it's all it's not solving the underlying problems and really it ought to start from the top from the leader the fish stinks from the head down kind of thing and it's about changing the culture of the organization yeah and having the right strategies in place in the first you know in the first instance you make an interesting point about how it's individuals also you know i think that for me personally my life changed when I read a book called um, The Morning Miracle because it focused on improving my own 
uh, exercise, diet, sleep. <laughs> yes. So yes. Is that I, how Elrod? How Elrod? How Elrod? Absolutely. So yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. you know, when I started doing that, um, I started having more energy. You know, I didn't arrive at work tired, kind of thing. <laughs> yes. Because I mean, it's a constant thing in veterinary medicine. Everyone's tired all the time, and we say we have such busy days and twelve-hour days. But if I arrive not hundred percent in the first place, because I'm just personally not in the right mind and not physically prepared to do that, then uh, you know we're just heading for a bad situation. So yeah, you, you, yeah, those are those are really important. So it's it's about having the right solution for the right problem. Yeah. Yes, and you hit the nail on the head. Mm. And I always tell people that you know systemic and organizational change sometimes takes a very long time, and oftentimes it does. But you, as the individual, you don't have to wait for the entire system and organization will change for you to be happy and for you to enjoy life in veterinary medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, the profession hasn't changed that much since 2016 when I made my personal transformation. And much like you, I discovered books like Miracle Morning and just so, so many other books. I read 60 books in 10 months initially mm-hmm. when I made my yeah. transformation because yeah. I saw the results and the results were astronomical and the, the benefits were immediate oftentimes. And so my well-being went from zero to 100 without the profession changing as a as an entire profession and so that's one thing that i love to tell people about i'm i'm more interested in helping people thrive with the current profession that we have with mm-hmm. the current stage of development that the profession has reached more so that and i'm interested in changing the entire profession i want to do that too wow. but i really want to help individuals and organizations smaller organizations too to change uh, w- within themselves absolutely wow there's so much to talk about. <laughs> I don't yeah. think we have enough time. But thank you. Now, question number five: um, What is one valuable free action that someone listening to this can implement that will help them solve some of the problems? Right. So I always like to recommend uh, not to toot our own horn, but mm-hmm. you know, at Get Motivated, myself and then Renee Michelle, the other co-founder of Get Motivated, we are true. What we call we're not well-being experts or gurus. We're well-being mm-hmm. enthusiasts. We love to geek out, so to speak, on all things well-being. We study this stuff a lot and we we network a lot of people. And so I always recommend that if you're a hospital leader and you're looking to implement a culture of well-being into your hospital or to help your team members overcome burnout, then to contact us at Get Motivated. We're happy uh, to to speak with you and to hear you out and to hear about your, your challenges and struggles and things of that nature. And then for individuals, if you're an individual, I certainly recommend, uh, you, know, you know, checking out our website and just mm-hmm. seeing some of the resources and the content that we have there. If you're licensed, we've got a lot of race approved um, um, content there where you can go and, and, and get CE credits for, mm-hmm. uh, for, for learning this stuff, the exact same things that we're talking about here in, in, on this conversation. That would be one of the first things that I would recommend people doing is to, to seek out some some effective resources. Okay, so so basically, a a good action that someone listening to this could um, could take is is to find the right resources. I mean, you know, you go online, you can Google lots of stuff. Right. And I think you've answered question number six, which uh, which is where I ask you for a good resource, and that yes. would be 
your website getmotivated.com yeah yep so getmotivated.com yep. or yep. you can even go to getmotivateduniversity.com uh, ah. as well so we've got two d- different websites if mm-hmm. you're more interested in like a speaking opportunity or mm-hmm. having us as consultants then getmotivated.com would be the website to go to. And if you're interested in our online courses and resources where we have video, audio, written content, and 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 we also have a podcast there that you can subscribe mm-hmm. to for free, then um, I certainly recommend Get Motivated University for something like that. Okay, fantastic. So that should be the first stop, really. And it will guide them through all the resources that they need. A- 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 absolutely. And we take a very... Uh, no excuses, high level of prioritization approach to well-being. So we're really going to help you get the results. We'll be honest with you as an individual mm-hmm. or an organization, but, but we need that level of, of truth and empowerment in, in veterinary medicine. And if that's something you're looking for, for your organization or for your personal life and professional life, mm-hmm. then, you know, that definitely contact us. We would love to help. Fantastic. And finally, question number seven. What's the one thing, Quincy, that I should have asked you that I didn't? <laughs> you know, um, and so I, I think that, that one, of the, one of the biggest things that, uh, that, that really helped me as an individual is being a self-driven, somewhat self-driven learner. Okay. And this is going to help you, especially if you're an individual and even if you're a, a practice manager and, and, and leadership's not on board or if you're an owner and the team's not on board, that you can get those results on your own by putting yourself through what I call well-being school. All right. Uh, it's, it's very inexpensive to do this. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to take some time. But if you're a veterinarian or if you're a technician, especially if you're one of the licensed professionals, mm-hmm. you are you got two degrees when you graduated from veterinary school. You got your your DVM, right, mm-hmm. or your VMD if you went to U, UPenn, but you also got your professional learner certification. Okay. And you can use that professional learner certification, which is that hidden invisible degree to learn anything that you want. You can learn everything about burnout. You can learn everything about well-being. You can learn everything about financial literacy, about business, about diversity, equity, and inclusion, about leadership, whatever it is that you want to learn. And I believe it was the motivational speaker, Earl Nightingale, who said that within five years, you can rise to the top of any, uh, any level of any area of expertise that you want. And I got started with well-being back in 2016. It is 2021, and we're speaking all over the globe, literally at this point. And uh, it was really through a concentrated effort, first and foremost, on my personal well-being, and and then uh, extrapolating what I was learning from outside of veterinary medicine and bringing that back to the veterinary community to help people because we, we have a challenge here. We, we really do. And some individuals are going so far as to taking their own lives. And I know suicide is very complex and I don't pretend to know everything about it. Um, but I've also heard individuals say that the only reason they're still practicing veterinary medicine till this day is so that they can make enough money to pay off their student loans so they can get out of mm. the veterinary community. Yeah. And I've even heard vet students who are in their junior year of veterinary school ask me or tell me that they want to, to leave now. And yeah. it's, it's disheartening to see that because we do spend a lot of money. We are passionate about animals and about humans. 
And it's our firm belief, especially get motivated, and I'll wrap this up here, that you can be a veterinary professional mm -hmm. and be well at the same time. And to be burnout free, however you want it, you can idealize it and, and create that. And that's what we help people do at Get Motivated. Fantastic. There's so much there to unpack, Quincy. But um, I just want to say that this has been a really interesting and relevant podcast. And I'm sure that our listeners um, will find the information very relatable because we all go through this kind of stuff in some shape or form and, and useful with all the resources that you talked about. I want to, I want to personally thank you and, and your team for your efforts um, in making this distressful, you know, veterinary well-being a thing of the past, yes. or at least you know, making an effort to do that and helping veterinary teams and practices start to enjoy their work. You know, not just enjoy it, but thrive in it instead of, you know, enduring it and surviving it just to pay off debts or something like that. Yes. Um, it's, it's, it's a really good thing that you're doing. And I just wish you every, every success now and in the future. Thanks again, Quincy, for joining me on this podcast. Yes, yes. Thank, thank you for having me. And thank you for realizing the and understanding the importance of this issue and for having me here on the show today. I really appreciate it.